for a spoken word you were thinking of me you have been so so good all I took to pray you paid your life for me You have been so, so good to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-friending. Hallelujah. Sadada Boshi.
in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pronounce blessings on you. You are blessing your hive. You are blessing your job. You are blessing your home. You are blessing your school. You are blessing your body. You are blessing your going out. You are blessing your coming in. You are blessing your finances. You are blessed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Speak in tongues. 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 Wherever you are outside, speak in tongues. Allow them to come. Allow them. Allow them. So small. This place is so small. For you. Outside more than those inside. Praise the Lord. I want to congratulate you. From the first day you entered church, more than 10 years ago, I've watched you, you know, grown and grown and grown. Is a great man of God. And you have not seen anything yet. started the mighty work in your life but you have not even scratched it yet 
after the night of blessing me, Pastor Chris, God said I should come to this church first. So I called him. I said, God said I should come. First Sunday after night of blessing. Because the Lord has promoted you. Note down what I'm saying. Note it. You have not seen anything yet. Nations will be calling for you. Please sit down. You know, when he was leading the cell, teenager cell in church, his fellowship was the first fellowship to give $10,000. I have to go and tell pastor about it. So there's one young fellowship in church. They gave it to the healing school. That was some years ago. There was not even teens ministry there. And now, the Lord from today said the Spirit of God has multiplied the grace on your life. Yes. Yes. Stretch your hands towards him. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Sing a song for us. I love your voice. I love your voice. 
Give the Holy Ghost a shout. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Fire, do you have a special number for us? Alright, give us a special number, Fire. Hallelujah! Are you ready to give the Lord a shout in this place? Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God. Oh, clap your hands, come on, all ye people. 
Shouting Church. Praise God. Please see that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Firstly, I would like to congratulate the pastor. an amazing, amazing work that he's doing. Praise the Lord. Amazing work that he's doing, influencing lives, 
and all across the ministries is being celebrated. What you are doing here is affecting the whole ministry. When he made his presentation in the month of June in Lagos, everybody was surprised. Pastor Chris asked me, he said, who is that guy? He was watching. So we were having a senior pastor's meeting. He said, wow, so inspired by what is going on here. So tell your neighbor, say, don't stop. Say, we will even do more. Say, we will do more. Say, you have not seen anything yet. Shake your head and tell the person, you have not seen anything yet. You will pack out the stadium. Are you ready for the stadium? Are you ready for the stadium? Hallelujah. Please sit down. I was in Fiji Island when I saw what you did, what you all did with the musical concert. I think you are extraordinary. Are you ready for more? I challenge you that the next one should be at the stadium. Are you ready to fill the stadium? Will you do it? Will you do it? If you do, stand up and jump. Yes! You will fill the stadium. Let anybody stop you. Because you are doing it unto the Lord. It's the Lord that is raising all of you up, using your pastor to minister to you. Don't stop. I'm challenging you for the stadium. And I will be there. The young people, they need to know that the message works. They need to know that Jesus is true and he is not a lie. They need to know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is better than any other thing on the face of this earth. And you are the light to them. You are the light to them. Don't let anybody stop you or slow you down or tell you you are doing the wrong thing. No. Not at all. When I saw the crowd, I shouted. I, I said, if you start advertising it quickly, You, sur you surprise the world. 
Don't let anybody stop you. Do more. We are going for the stadium now. You feel You, you call the program Encounter Love. They must encounter the love. <laughs> shout! 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 Hallelujah. Please sit down. I like the name Encounter Love. When people come here, they should encounter love. Don't be ashamed of what you have received. This is what the world needs. And the Lord is using you now. He's talking to you now. And he's bringing this grace to you now. Because this is beyond this country. What you are doing will reach other nations. What is going on now? It will get to other nations. What is going on now is that you are practicing. You are exercising. You are getting ready. And the moment the Lord finds you faithful with this one, He will start opening other nations for you. Other nations for you. All of you with your pastor, you will go to other nations and gather youths in their hundreds of thousands. Shout a big amen. Please sit down. Don't let anybody stop you. You are doing the right thing. You're on the right track. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I just thought I should come and say hello to you. And just share some few thoughts with you. Your inspiration for serving the Lord. What is your inspiration? See, why are you so inspired? Why are you so inspired? See, you have to understand your inspiration. Understand what is important in heaven. The most important thing in heaven is Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing in heaven. And heaven celebrates all those who love Jesus and serve Jesus. Heaven celebrates them. When you love Jesus, and you serve Jesus. You are important in heaven. You know, Jesus Christ said it himself. He said, whosoever shall confess me before me. Hmm? He said, him also will I confess before my father and his holy angels in heaven. And then he said in Matthew 10 verse 31. And then he said, whosoever shall deny me before me. He said, him also will I deny in heaven. You know, right here on earth, many people have, in our days of social media, they have one million likes on their Instagram and on their page. 
They post something, one million likes, one million shares. But you see, all truths are parallel. Anything you see going on in this physical world has its origin from the spiritual world. In heaven also, you have your page in heaven. You have your what? Your page in heaven. Because man cannot do anything except it is from the spirit realm. You have your page in heaven. And every time you post something for Jesus, there are a lot of clicks. I would rather have millions of angels clicking like than millions of men clicking like. Are you with me? So be more interested about what goes on there than what goes on on the social media. Like what is going on here? God is super excited. God is so happy. The angels are rejoicing. Is that what the Bible says? He said when a sinner repented, what happened in heaven? Every rejoice. You will see the page of the person on heaven. Like, 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 like. They are clicking like. All the technology of this world originated from God. He gave it to man. Man was made in his image. Whatever we are doing now that is good for man came from God. So be more interested in being popular in heaven than being popular on earth. And how would that be when you demonstrate your love for Jesus Christ? Because everything about heaven is about Jesus Christ. I always tell people, I don't want to go to heaven. That might surprise you. But the only reason why I want to go to heaven is because Jesus lives in heaven. If Jesus moves to Pluto, I'm going to Pluto. <laughs> Are you with me? If Jesus moves to Jupiter, I carry my luggage. I relocate to where? Jupiter. He said it himself in John 14. He said, where I will be, there will my servant will be also. So the reason for heaven is Jesus. If Jesus is not in heaven, what am I doing there? So I want to be in heaven for one reason only. Not because of the streets. Not because the place is made with gold and beautiful buildings. Not because there is a tree there that bears 12 fruits every month. Not because of every nice thing in heaven. The only reason why I want to be in heaven is because of Jesus. Because why? who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Why is he so important like this? And I say, as young people, you need to know who Jesus is for yourself. 
you to know who he is for yourself. So that your joy in him will have real foundation. Glory to God. You have real foundation. Let everything about your life, let it revolve around Jesus. Make Jesus the most important person in your life. Loving, serving, tell others about him. As I want to share with you inspirations, but you know, I just brush it for you because I could. I mentioned four things just briefly. My inspiration for, for loving Jesus. What is my inspiration? Why, why are we all here? The reason why I came here, not because there are many of you here, the reason why I came here is because this is a place where they love Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm with people that love Jesus. Hallelujah. I am with young people that are serving Jesus. So if, if that place, if they don't celebrate Jesus in that place, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Recently, the uh, Senate Bank Ghana invited me and they brought all their board of directors, managers, general managers, all across the country in Ghana, and invited me to their headquarters to come and be with them and with their MD, the CEO. And when I got there, they were shouting like you were shouting like this. I mean, these were top managers of all the branches about two or three months ago. They were so happy to see me, and as I began to share, they all brought their notes as if they were in church. I was... I was I just, the statement I made there, I made it there. I said, the only reason why I came here was because you love Jesus. I don't want to be in a place with people who doesn't love Jesus. It's a wasted life. It's a wasted time. It's a wasted effort. It's a wasted investment. When you spend your time and effort with people and things that does not count with Jesus. Because everything we do in this life will be measured with our love for Jesus. So as you grow as a young lady, as you grow as a young, young guy, young, young man here, grow with the mentality of loving Jesus. Move with another brother, another sister that love Jesus. Surround yourself with friends, people that will inspire you to love Jesus. Because if you miss that, you have missed life. Go to websites, pages, social media pages. Listen to people that will inspire you to love Jesus. This is very important. If that's all you do with your life, if that's all your life is about, heaven will celebrate you. Remember, we are not the first people to live in this world. Great people have come to this world, they've gone. See? I told your pastor, I said, listen, don't be moved by the crowd. The crowd are not the confirmation. 
do we move at all? You know, he's been with me for many years. I spoke to him. I mean, I mean, and you can't be with me and not become great. It's not possible. I'm the pastor of Christ Embassy here in Ghana. I'm the pastor of Christ Embassy in the United States of America. I'm the regional pastor. They all re- they report to me. I'm the regional pastor of Christ Embassy all over South America. Brazil, Argentina, all of them report to me. I'm the pastor of Christ Embassy all over New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. So, I'm, I'm just letting you to know. Maybe if you don't know. See? I'm also in charge of all teenagers in this ministry. So, but all those things don't matter. What matters is your love for Jesus Christ. Don't hide it. Don't hide it at all. Don't hide it because you want to be friends to somebody. Don't hide it because you want to be uh, close to somebody in your office, in your school. Don't hide it. Rather lose the friend than to lose Jesus. Rather let the friendship go so that people will know you love Jesus. Our love for Jesus must not be hidden. It must not be hidden. And that's why, you know, I celebrate your, your pastor here. He's not ashamed of his love for Jesus. See? He talks about Jesus. He sang it. He's guiding people to love Jesus. See? That's what is important. When I was talking to him, I said, don't be moved by the crowd. I heard first from Pastor Chris. When we were growing up in Lagos, Pastor Chris would have a lot of crowd. He said, one day God called him and told him to pull his ear. And he pulled his ear and said, don't let the crowd lead you. Because they were with Jesus. One day Jesus preached, they left Jesus. Do you remember? They so left Jesus that they pick up stone one day and want to stone him. The crowd are like that. Don't be moved by the crowd. They will come. Look at where the night of blessing with Pastor Chris. All the crowds have gone home. We are left with ourselves. The crowd are like that. Don't be moved with the crowd at all. So one day, Pastor said it in the meeting. One day I went to see Pastor Chris. He said for me, 2010. So I knelt down. He was talking to me. He said, I said, yes, sir. He said, pull your hair. I pull it. He said, pull it. I pull it very well. He said, hear me. I said, this is sir. He said, have you pulled your hair? I said, I pulled it, sir. Don't be led by crowd. Don't be led by people. I said, sir, yes, sir. As we are doing well like this, I said, don't allow people to stop you. Some people will come in to distract you. Some people will come in with ideas that is not for Jesus. Are you listening to me? Oh, let's go and do some worldly something. Let's go and don't follow them. Stay with Jesus. It might not be popular with men for it to be popular in heaven. Are you listening to me? 
It might not be popular with men. We are living in this day of social media. Everybody wants to be popular. Anybody, everybody has phone and camera now to record and post it. All the journalists don't have job again because all of us are journalists. <laughs> we write our report and then we bring our news. We can form our company and start advertising. I mean, uh, uh, Donald Trump has messed up journalists now. All the news medias are hungry. They are hungry with Donald Trump. Because before him, all the former president of America will speak through the news media. But now Donald Trump doesn't talk through them. He will just wake up in the morning and send Twitter. <laughs> he won't come for this press conference. No, no conference. He just wake up as he's waking up Twitter. He posts the messages. And all around the world they've heard it. They don't need the press. We don't need press. Don't allow anybody to distract you from loving Jesus. Love him truly. Love him with all of your heart. Stake your life on him. Because heaven only celebrates those who love Jesus. So, what is my inspiration? Why am I so inspired like this? Maybe I should read the scripture first. I, will, I have 10 more minutes. Uh, it's too small. Oh, why? I thought you've been waiting for a while now. You're okay. As your pastor prepared lunch for you. Ah, pastor. He said yes. Okay. John 20. I love your pastor a lot. You guys are full of the spirit. The way you respond, as if you practice it. Did you have practice for it? No. It's just by the Spirit. Yes. Okay. John 20. Are verse 30. The Bible says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Many others. He said, But these ones are written. There are many things that Jesus did that if they are to write in the Bible, I mean, the Bible will be too big. That's what he's saying, man. Look at it. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is this Christ, the Son of the living God. And that believing, you might have what? Life through his name. You may have life through his name. So what is my inspiration? Number one. The, the first thing, the, my first inspiration for serving Christ, my identity with him. Inspiration of identity. My identity with him. See? It's an honor to be known by the name of Jesus. It's an honor to be identified with Jesus. 
He's an honor. And that one day, we will see him. One day, the whole world will meet Jesus. Including those who doesn't believe in him. One day, all of us will see him. According to the Bible. So the first inspiration, why I'm so committed like this? Why am I so passionate about the things of God like this? Why am I so passionate to come to church like this and be with other young people and be full of life and be full of joy and be full of peace? Why am I like that? Because of my identity with Jesus Christ. You know, as you grow up, some of your friends in church today, you might not even see them again. You might relocate to somewhere else. It's like school. Some of your classmates don't even know where they are. Am I right? But while you're in school, if you have followed the wrong guy, you will end up in the wrong place. And then after a while, you won't see those people again. So life is like that. <laughs> Praise God. I think I will come back again to this church. <laughs> Praise God. I'm enjoying you guys. Alright. Your inspiration is your number one. Your identity with Jesus. Don't lose that identity. Praise God. Don't lose that identity. He said these things were written. All these signs that we read in the Bible. He said but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The Son of God. And that believing, you might have what? Life through his name. You have life through his name. So, if you don't, if you don't believe in him, you don't have life. Even though you are living. You have the human life. You don't have the eternal life. The Zoe life. The God kind of life. Now that you are born again, the life in you is no longer the human life. The life you now have is his life. You now have Jesus' life. So, that is an inspiration. That I'm no longer, you know, living with human life. I now have divine life. The life and nature of the Almighty God. And have that life through his name. Hallelujah. So I'm inspired by that identity. I am bold to tell people I'm a Christian. I'm bold to tell people I'm born again. I'm, I'm, I'm bold to tell people. I'm not ashamed to identify with him. Glory to God. I'm not ashamed. Let's read 1 John chapter 3. 1 John 3. Glory to God. Oh, Hallelujah. Can we read from verse 1? We'll read from verse 1 to 3. He said, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. He said, What manner of love is this? What manner? John is looking for words to describe this kind of love. You know, the love that boy and a girl for themselves is not the real love. When you hear a brother, a guy say to a guy, I love you. It's like those, all those love. 
it's not, it's not in the Bible, the word love can be in Greek can mean two things. Even it can mean more than that, but for today I'll just mention two. Number one, it can mean philo in Greek. P-H-I-L-E-O. Philo. So English word we use love everywhere. But the Greek has different words for them. The Greek language has different words. English language is very limited. So English will say, I love you, but <laughs> the same love you use for your husband, you use it for a dog. You say, I love my <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I love my dog. But it's not, you know, it's not the same love. Uh, I, I love my cat. I love my son. You can't measure the love of your son with the love of your cat. But English word we use the same. Love, 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 love. But it has, it, it has lost the meaning because that is one word that we all have and we use it for different things. I love, I love bread. <laughs> I love coke, you know. And then when you say I love coke, why you are saying another person I love that girl? You now start wondering, is this the same love? It's not the same kind of love. So when you study the Bible, love has different meaning. And when you study the Greek, he said love, philo. Philo means to be fond of somebody. To like somebody. It means an affection. To have an affection for somebody. So most of the love you share with husband, wife, you know, boy, girl, is, is philo. To be fond of. To be fond of the person. See? You are fond of this brother or this guy, but you are not fond of other people. Somebody said, one time in church, at the same time, three couple, three guys, three girls, they came at the same time. They want me to approve their wedding, approve their relationship. So they came. As they came, Holy Ghost actually asked them, Why do you want to marry this guy? So I was asking the guy and the gay, Why do you want to marry him? Why do you want to marry her? I said, Why not the other guy? Why this one? What is special about this guy? He said, and you don't have me an answer. I said, you go and think about it. <laughs> they don't have an answer. He finds the person. I, said, I like him. I propose. <laughs> you know, that's what is available. <laughs> I like him. He's, he's one that proposed. <laughs> Oh, one said, one of them, all of them said he said, oh, he's a Christian, he's a, he can sing, he loves God. <laughs> I said, that is not enough. Because if you say he's a Christian, we are all Christian. There are many Christians in church. Why not them? He can sing. Ah, you want choir in your house? <laughs> so, is is not... So what about the day she can't sing? You understand? What about the day comes and she lost her voice? And that's why sometimes you see those marriages after a while dissolve, after a while they fight, after a while people that say they love themselves, they don't even want to see themselves. They have gone to court, they are fighting, they are breaking their head. So that is a love that people demonstrated. 
But the second love is called agape. That is God's kind of love. God's kind of love is different. It's a love that does not require anything back. Doesn't demand for anything. It rather gives. Now, today we talk about that love. So, I've said that to say that your identity with Jesus is the most important thing. Love him. Love Jesus more than any man. Love Jesus more than your parents. He said it himself in Matthew chapter 10. He said, anybody that loves father, mother, wife, children, more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus said it. He's not saying we should not love them. He said, but don't love them more than me. Love your dad, love your mom, but when you come to Jesus, you, you love Jesus more than your parents. That's what he said. If they say, don't go to church, don't pray in the name of Jesus, say, Dad, Mom, I love you, but I love Jesus more. I was a Muslim before. I was a Muslim. I used to attend the mosque opposite my house. I used to lead prayers. And the Bible entered my room. I didn't know how the Bible entered my room. <laughs> and I was reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. I was reading the book of Revelation. And gave my life to Christ in my room. Nobody was there. I knelt down beside my bed. I said, Lord, from today I will not be a Muslim again. I'll be a Christian. So, the next day, they called me to go to mosque. I didn't come out. I packed my bag. I've not been to any church. I've not heard any sermon. I've not heard any message. I don't know what, I don't know what is called Galatian. Ephesians. But I was not born in church. I made up my mind in my room. That is either Jesus or, no, or Jesus. No other option. Jesus or Jesus. Only two choices. So I packed my bag. So my dad would come, open the door, and he would see me reading the Bible. He was filming, he would shut the door. But I was his firstborn. So he would go, he would come back again to my room. Opened the door. For three days he was doing that. For three days I didn't come out. I was just reading that. I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know what he meant to speak in tongues. Then one afternoon, he couldn't bear it again. He was sitting in the sitting room. He said he should go and call me. I know this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, if I deny Jesus that day, that's the end of my salvation. I didn't know. So I came. He was sitting on the arm of the chair. He wasn't even sitting on the chair. You know when you sit on the arm? With like this. He must have been trouble for many days. 
He said, you've not been coming to mosque. I said, yes. I was, already, I was ready. Ready. If I have to sleep outside. I was totally ready. He said, every time I come to your room, you read the Bible. I said, yes. I didn't say, no, no, I was just flipping through, no. Then he said, are you, a, are you not a Christian? I said, yes. Ah! Then he looked at my eyes, red. He said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Just don't change your name. And that was it. And that has been, I've been like that. He said, that's all, don't just change your name, Okay. I said yes. Because he knows that if he argue, he will lose this ball. I was determined, even though I didn't know anything in the Bible. I've not been to any crusade. I've not attended any church service. I was convinced. I was totally convinced that the way to my life and my future is Jesus Christ. And I was ready to stake everything on it. So number one, identity. Say identity. I'll give you four points. Okay. So, he said, Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Oh, say hallelujah. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. We look like human beings now. He said, but we know that when Jesus shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Right now, we look like every other person. When I say I'm the son of God, doesn't I don't look, we don't look as if we are like son of God. That's what the Bible says. He said, but that day when Jesus appeared, then you will truly know who we are. He said, we shall be like him. See that? We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So I'm inspired, number one, by my identity with him. Number two, I'm inspired because the word of God works. I'm inspired because the word works. This word of God that we are preaching works. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? This is your inspiration. This is why you are excited. This is why you come to church. Because you know what your pastor is teaching you. He's working. Are you listening to me? He's working. The word of God works. And you can stake your life on it. What they taught you in school does not work. It worked to produce cars, works to produce a job. The solution to every human problem, listen to me, don't forget in your life. The solution to every human problem is Jesus Christ. The solution is not drug. The solution is not 
technology. Can't you see? The more technology they have, the more problem we have. Technology has not solved human problem. It has complicated it. Sometimes I even told myself, I say, why did they even invent cell phone? Because when there was no cell phone, people have enough time to read their Bible. Now there is mobile phone. There is Bible in the phone, but they won't go there. Am I talking to somebody here? It's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> eh? Eh? Sweater. <laughs> Twitter. Uh huh, Twitter. And now everybody's doing like this. Come. Huh? <laughs> Even on the road, they are, they are driving. Say, see me driving. <laughs> Some people have killed themselves while taking pictures, selfie. <laughs> He's taking selfie on a mountain and fell down and died. Some people run, run live stream of their suicide. They want to commit suicide and they are streaming to the world. I'm dying. <laughs> and they kill themselves. What a generation. We have more technology today and there are more poor people on earth today than ever in, in, the, in the history of humankind. More drugs than more sicknesses. More technological breakthrough, but still people are dying of sicknesses. Because man can never help man. I was telling them in church on Wednesday. I said, now that I've gone to school, I finished from school, graduated, work, then pastor, then pastor so many people who have gone to school, I came to, a, I came to an understanding. So I was telling my wife, I said, I said, listen, there are many people that pastor in my first church who went to school did good job. Very young. They came out, got good job in the bank. All of them living with, then decided marrying. And started having, as they started having children, they started losing the job. And now, some of them cannot even feed for themselves. Many people that have gone to university, graduates, cannot even pay their house rent. And it's not just EA. I pastor them in America. I'm the pastor, I'm, I directly pastor Christ Embassy Chicago. I'm the pastor of Christ Embassy Chicago. I am their pastor directly. So I minister to them every service. They don't have, I'm their direct pastor. Even though I'm the regional pastor. But that is my church. As I pastor that church. The same thing in America. Crying for job. For help. What works is the word of God. Stake your life on the word of God. I say I'm inspired because the word of God works. 
Invest into the word of God. Invest into God's word. Listen to God's word every day. That is the solution to your health. That is the solution to your finances. That is the solution to your future. Your friends today are smiling with you. If you are broke, you won't see them. How many of you agree with me? No, they will disappear when your, when your problem is too much. Today they pay for your lunch. Tomorrow they pay for your taxi. Next week they pay for your house rent. The other month they pay for your, your, uh, your uh, hairstylist. Uh, pay, pay. The next week they pay for your nail polish. The last week they are not in the house. They are not available. They block your phone. They say, ah, what is it? You want to kill me. But tell them, but say the word of God works. So stake your life on God's word. David said, meditate on God's word and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You are going to grow up. You know you are going to grow up before Jesus comes. You will marry. <laughs> ah, somebody shouting here. Okay. You will marry. You will have children. What am I saying to you? You will not forever remain like this. How many of you agree with me? Your future it can only be secure in God's word. That's what I'm talking to you. I pastor people. I've been pastoring for more than 25 years. I pastor people who come to church, young guys and girls, doing so well. I used to have ushers, two ushers beside me, my first church. Now they are husband and wife. They, they, were, they were ushering me. There is nothing wrong. Since they were behind me carrying my bag, they were talking to themselves. But you see, the thing that happened surprised me. After they have given birth to three children, the wife left him. She said, Pastor, I'm your daughter. I said, Yes, you're my daughter. She left him and carried the children because the guy lost his job for many years. He was working in the bank manager. When he lost his job, he was in the house. The wife was now walking and walking. He was in the house. Not for one year, not for two years, not for three years, not for four years, not for five years. He tried everything. He will go here, nothing. He will go here to not work. Listen, your generation is going to be very complicated to get a job. Don't plan of getting a job. Don't pray. That when you finish or whatever you are doing, you go to go and look for a job. I didn't come here today to minister to you so that I can get a good job. From this moment, you are going to build industries. Are you listening to me? Start thinking of employing people or starting businesses. Are you listening to me? Don't you listen? People, will, people are going to apply for a job. You are not among them. 
they are coming to apply for that job to you. Please sit down. Are you with me? Start talking. Start, I said, I'm inspired because what? The world works. The world works. The world works. And what does what says? Keep saying it. Keep talking. Stop your future. While we shout and while we scream and while we rejoice and while we are super excited in service, don't forget to confess your future. Are you listening to me? Young people are always excited. Yay! But you have not confessed the word. You have not said anything. So why you are shouting? Whoa! 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 That's all. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Whoa, whoa, I'm loaded with grace. Whoa, whoa, I will buy up companies. Whoa, whoa, I will have the largest industry in this country and beyond. Shout a big hallelujah. Listen to me, see now. Because we are the ones that will employ all those young people outside. There are millions of them. You are the one that will give them job. Am I talking to somebody here? You are the one. They, you are the one. You are their answers. To their prayers. Please sit down. So think differently. Think differently. Maybe you are here. Your prayers will get a good job. It has changed. Yes, you will start with a job. But that's not where you are going. Start talking. Write down what you will do. The word of God works. The word of God works. It works better than what they taught you in school. Write down what you're going to do with your life. I'm going to make impact in this life. I'm going to do mighty things in this life. Write it down. I'm going to have this kind of business. This kind of industry. I'm going to employ Ghanaians, West African, Nigerian, foreigners. Start talking. Don't keep quiet. God needs you to be big. God needs you to be loaded. God needs you to be rich. Because you're going to finance crusades. You are going to organize crusades. And it will cost a lot of money. This night of blessing while we pass up, it costs almost two million dollars to organize. Don't you see billboards everywhere? On television, on radio, adverts are going on. It's not cheap. So, and it's going to get more expensive because of technology. And you'll be ready for it. Will you be ready for it? Will you be ready for it? Tell your pastor. Say, pastor. Announce the program. And I will pay for it. Shout a big hallelujah. Please sit down. Don't think like every other young people there. Don't think like them. You're not, going to, you're not supposed to be like them. You are inspired. You are here because you are inspired. The word of God works. The word of God works. And the word of God in your mouth is God talking. So don't keep quiet. When you are in your house, maybe you are cooking in the kitchen and frying and frying and frying. Say, Lord, greater is it that's in me. Talk the word. Talk the word. Talk about your life, the impact you will make, the greatness of your life, the life you will change, the things you will do. Because Jesus Christ said it. You shall have what things soever you say. What are you saying? What are you saying about your life? Have you started talking about your future?
when are you going to start? Right now. Lift up your hands. Right now. The power of the Holy Spirit is there. What, what is your future? I want you to say it. Speak in tongues and say the future you want to see. All of you outside, lift up your hands. The word of God works. Announce your future. I said, I didn't come here to minister to you so that I can get a good job. Announce what you will do. The impact you will make in this life. Speak, speak, speak. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Refuse to be poor. Refuse to be a beggar. Tell yourself, the word of God is working in my body. It's working in my soul. It's working in my spirit. The word of God is working in my life. Working in my, in my family. Working in my body. Working in my body. Maybe there is a pain in your body. Maybe there is an infirmity in your body. Maybe, maybe there is a sickness in your body. Begin to talk to your body. The word of God works.